Welcome to the Wrestling Family Talk Show. I'm Bron. I'm Ashley. Now this uh, talk show here, this is our first episode. It's something that we're trying to do do together as a family. Uh, it's me, my wife, and our two children to kind of make memories, to talk about wrestling. In fact, we're going to be talking about AEW wrestling the past few weeks. It's a show that has kind of brought the family together. We sit there, we watch it together. We have our favorites, we have our non-favorites, but before we even get into what we think about AEW wrestling, let's talk about when and how we got into wrestling. Ashley, I'll start with you. Do you remember what year you started watching wrestling? Let me think. I think the year I started watching wrestling was probably when I was about 12 years old. I got into it with my brother. And what year would that be? 1998? That sounds about right. So uh, you said uh, we had talked earlier, of course. We're married, so we talked. That you had uh, enjoyed the WCW Nitro. Was that the show that you used to watch all the time? Yeah, that's what it got me into it. I started watching with my brother. Was there any uh, particular wrestlers that you were fond of while you watched that show? I think some of the wrestlers I really enjoyed watching uh, was Goldberg, Kidman, those are ones that kind of drew me in. I even liked uh, Diamond Dallas Page. So many years before his DDP yoga days. Yes. So the, the Diamond Cutter. That was a great time period for wrestling to start watching. Wrestling was the most popular time when they had the Monday Night Roar, uh, Wars. Did you even uh, catch the WWE at that time, or was it just WCW watch? I. Eventually, I think we started watching the WWE, and uh, but we enjoyed, I think, the other one more because I think it was more action at the time. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I used to watch both at that time, but I was more of a WWE guy. So this is uh, good coming from two different perspectives: one that enjoyed the WCW more, and the other enjoying WWE. Uh, so that's the year you started watching wrestling. The year I started watching wrestling, I think, from my earliest memories of life. Uh, watching the Von Erich wrestling or world-class championship wrestling, moving on to the Hulk Hogan, Andre, the giant feud and the WWF at the time. And then the, uh, WCW when the dangerous Alliance battling sting, then the Monday night wars. And then after WWE had bought WCW, it continued on from there until about 2019. I think as when I, Saw AEW, and I've been watching AEW. I haven't watched any WWE for about two years now, which is the longest break I've ever had from watching WWE. Nothing against them. I'm just enjoying AEW a lot more, so I'm focusing on them. And that's one thing about this podcast. We will say our piece. We, wait, we will be honest, but we're not here to, to bash any wrestlers or any company. Everybody does their job well in whatever particular way they want to do it, but we're just here as fans. and. What we enjoy is what we enjoy, but we will let you know if we don't enjoy something. We won't go too in-depth and bashing, but we'll say, yeah, we weren't kind of feeling that that portion of the show. And the reason I bring that up is because last night's show was kind of a, a downer to both of us. Uh, the past few weeks yes. have been good. And, you know, you're going to have you're going to have shows like that. I feel like maybe that show last night was. Just a filler because there's so much rumors, so many rumors going around right now about 
CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, seeing if they're coming in. So I think last night it got the point across with Malachi Black. Yeah. It uh with Jericho continuing his feud with MJF. And then the Adam Page part, we're kind of in a down part on that. Uh, he lost a couple weeks ago, lost his chance for the title. So you're kind of feeling down. We were we were up yeah. on, on Adam Page there. Now we're in that down period. I'm sure they got something big planned for him, stretching that storyline out more. But let's talk about the positives. Let's start off, uh, what was it, about four weeks ago. We really enjoyed that show. Yes. That was on uh, TV. That's when Adam Page was going strong. We had uh, the Lucha Brothers for featured. Oh, that was exciting. They were they were on there uh, starting their feud with Andrade, Malachi Black. He had been attacking Cody Rhodes. What were some of the favorite moments that you enjoyed or the wrestlers that you've enjoyed so far watching AEW? I don't know. There's so many. I think the new fresh blood is really what's impressing me. Uh, kind of bringing a new twist and uh, more excitement. Kind of seeing some new wrestlers kind of get brought up into it more and not just seeing the old ones. So I think that's really what's really, um, I thought, was it Abaddon? Yeah, Abaddon. I'm really, I am really digging her character. She is like one of my top female ones that I just, I really enjoy. I will agree with you. I am not only enjoying the men wrestling, but the ladies wrestlers is, uh, is something special going on there. Of course, I'm a big Tay Conti fan, Chris Statlander, along with the best friends, Orange Cassidy. We have our one son that's standing here. It's kind of hard to gather up the children with video games and computer systems, but we have Ryder here. Ryder, go ahead and, uh, join on mommy's microphone over there for a second. Now you enjoyed watching that wrestling and in particular, you enjoyed Jungle Boy, the guy that comes out with a dinosaur. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you enjoyed that Jungle Boy. He came out on his shoulders. And then a surprise wrestler, one of the the underneath, I guess, the terminology they use in wrestling, the, the guys that are supposed to lose. But he, he brought a lot of attention to himself, the writer. He, writer called him the jokester, and that had to be Serpentico. Is that right, writer? Yeah. Yeah, you really enjoyed Serpentico. He he had got chopped by Eddie Kingston as he was trying to tell him off, and he fell straight like a board, didn't he? Yeah, just like other people. Yeah, just like the other people. He had that finger sticking up, and then he got thrown into the the side and and fell, and he he was all folded up where his his butt was near his face, and he's, his legs were all sprawled out. You remember that match? Yeah, he's trying to be um funny a lot. Yeah, that's right. I think that was probably the hardest we've seen him laugh. <laughs> the writer busted out laughing. We knew that was one of his favorites, old Serpentico. So mm-hmm. we like to watch Serpentico and, and his tag team partner, Luther, who likes to throw him around. Speaking of that, remember, he got thrown into Dustin Rhodes yeah. and just bounced right off of him. Luther sent his own tag partner into Dustin Rhodes, and Dustin Rhodes just stood there, and Serpentico just <laughs> dropped to the ground. So really enjoyment for Ryder. Is there any other favorites that you like there, Ryder? I, you might not know their names, but did you like uh, the Lucha Brothers, the guys in the mask? You like them? Yeah. Yeah, the Lucha Brothers. That's That happens to be one of my favorite tag teams. So it, it's a nice show. The kids enjoy it. Of course, they don't 
normally watch the whole show. And in fact, out of the two sons, Bryce and Ryder, Ryder watches it the least. So when he enjoys something, that means it's really making a mark on it. Bryce is more of my, my wrestling guy. He's always watching it. He, he knows the history. He's watching videos constant, constantly. Ryder's my computer genius and artist and also a YouTuber uh, doing his art and video games. So wrestling just comes along every once in a while when he's passing by, but AEW's been catching his eye. I've, I've seen him watch more AEW the past couple years than than he ever watched any other wrestling in his life. So, And I, hence the reason we're starting this podcast, just a fun thing to do. Ryder's excited. Bryce is excited right now. If we can gather him, him in later, let him give his spiel. But that's one thing you'll notice on this podcast is what I'm thinking about. You never know who's going to be on there. It'll probably be Ashley and I every time, but you never know which son's going to pop in. There's only two of them. It's not like there's many sons running around, but it just feel like there's more children in the house than there really are. Yeah. But we'll see who's going to be joining us on each episode. We are going to try to get all four of us in here because this is the first episode. Very hard to do. Yes, it is. Right. You would want everybody on that first episode because you're calling yourself the the wrestling family talk show and you don't have the family with you. So we're going to try to get the last portion of this family. We also have some dogs and cats. So if you ever hear any barking, growling, coughing, meowing, scratching, that's them as well. They're part of the family. They're part of the wrestling family as well. Well, sometimes they put their own matches on. They do. Those cats really put some matches on. We call the action there. Now back to AEW. Let's think here. We got Adam Page kind of going down right now, which is part of the, the storyline. The, the rumor I've heard is, you know, he just had a, had a child. So putting a title on him uh, would mean he has a lot more responsibility. So, that might be good on the company looking out for the personal lives of wrestlers. And I fact, think that's a really good thing. Yeah. It kind of makes you as a, a fan appreciate it more because they do uh, more for the families. Yeah. With today's you know, wrestling knowledge back in the day, I never knew when Hulk Hogan had his children and, and who had kids and who was married. No one ever gave that information. You know, it was very protective. And it, of course this was before the internet and, in podcasts that have more information than we, we do. We're just fans. We're not like insiders that are going to break these new, this news to you, but, but we are going to react. And that's, that's one thing we're looking for, whether we get followers or not, which we would, would appreciate. I'm, we're really here for the conversation. If there's anybody out there that just wants to conversate, put your, put your Intel in and we can, uh, we can come to a conclusion. We can have a nice conversation about wrestling. That's all. We're really doing this for for the family and for the interaction but back to adam page having the children like i said you didn't know who had kids or that but to see a company put the personal life of a wrestler in front of the business that's that's nice to see and again this is just something i i read i knew he had a child and this is something i'm kind of putting putting together in my head that could possibly be the reason also another reason they got a bunch of huge stars that are supposed to be coming in I don't know if that was going to factor in to Adam Page or not, or if this was the story all along. But heading into that eight man match, elimination match, or yeah, was it eight men? Or no, it was actually 10 men. Yeah. It was my style of Survivor Series type matchup that, that, like the five on five. We thought Adam Page had it. We thought he had it. What did you think, Ashley? 
it was a very shocking twist at the end. So it was a a little bit of a letdown, but you know, I can understand to kind of drag the storyline along along longer. So adding a little twist to it, uh it kind of took our our mood down. It did. It wasn't a bad show. The matches afterwards were great, but Adam Page losing kind of it was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, dropped, <laughs> dropped right down. I was like, this is going to be the match that makes him. And right when I was saying it, he's getting counted for the three and down. I'm like, oh, no. What yeah. happened? <laughs> but uh, now the, something last night that you, you noticed. What did you think about Juventud Guerrera and that Chris Jericho match? It was kind of a letdown uh, compared to the, the match before. But... It was still, you know, exciting to see an older wrestler back in the ring. Yeah, when you mean the the match before, you're talking about the the old old time days and yeah. And of course, that's to be expected. They're what, both in their fifties or close to their fifties. But the good positive on that is I don't know how much Hooventude's been in the ring. It was great that they one one thing I like about AEW is they keep up with the storylines. They went all the way back. That a, that was a, a good thing. A couple of years ago, when. MJF. Kind of the feud going on. Yes. Years yeah. and years later. <laughs> Where Chris Jericho made a joke about MJF. Plus, it kind of brings the, the newer fans into what has happened if they've never seen that before. Yeah. I mean, Hooventude got a got a loud crowd ovation. Uh, I was happy to see him back. They, Like I said, they tagged it together where Chris Jericho made a joke about MJF and Hooventude, and MJF brought Hooventude back. And uh, one thing I did like to see is that Hooventude had his mask again. Yes. It was known that Chris Jericho had taken his mask back in the WCW days. Uh, I also saw a sign out there. Uh, it was like referencing a, a quote from South Park. Uh, <laughs> so the people that bring those signs are, are pretty funny reading. I know Ryder brought our attention. There was a, there was just a face of a, I think it was just a regular person. I don't know who it was, but he was just cracking up yes. and, and made us pause the video, point out who had the sign of, of a person's face. So we were really enjoying the crowd. Uh, one of the highlights of the match was the, the walls of Jericho. That was a pretty good one. Off the top rope. I, at Something first, kind of unexpected. It was unexpected because I thought they had messed up. I thought they had slid. I was like, oh no. And then, yeah. But then he locked it in because the stipulation was Jericho had to win with a top rope maneuver, which he did. So, it, last few weeks have been great. Uh, anything else that last night that piqued your interest or the past few weeks? What was it? The match last night with the, the three on three? Oh. Yes. That, it was at first it kind of started off slow, but then once it got right towards after the middle the... and towards the end, it kind of just brought your mood back up. And I was dying. I loved it. I loved the reaction of how they were, especially with Sting. Amazing. Yes. Right after that break is when it picked up. At first we were like, who are these three guys? Now I used to keep up with wrestling a lot. I used to watch all these different federations and companies, whatever you want to call them. And I would know who the person was when they would show up. I haven't been keeping up like that lately. Um, it, it's kind of hard to even find them. I know, I know there's ways to find them. I just don't, I don't, I don't search it out 
I know some people from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I know some people from NXT, from TNA, from Ring of Honor, of course. But I'm not keeping up with it. So I know these guys, I read up, they, they came from the WWE NXT. A couple of them did, I think. But I had never watched a match of them. I, did, I didn't even know their name. I looked this up afterwards. And so they show up. I have no idea who they are. I'm thinking it's going to be what I guess their terminology in wrestling, a squash match is when the really popular wrestler just runs through the yeah. other wrestler. So I thought, okay, this is just going to be squash match. And you saw my reaction when they were working over Eddie Kingston. I was like, what is going on? Yes. I go, these guys are supposed to lose. And they're beating up Eddie Kingston. And then it heads into the commercial and it comes back. And right then, Eddie Kingston makes the tag. And it was so good. I had to pause the video. And of course, we have Hulu trying to rewind on Hulu, getting through commercials just to watch something over. Yeah. So, whew, let's step our game up, Hulu, please. Yes. Wow, that was a. Just so Ryder could watch the funny guys. And you talked about it, the interaction. What were some of the highlights of the interaction you saw? Well, just when the, the guy came out to check on his buddy. And then here comes Sting. And the reaction. And the it, it just made me die laughing. Like, oh my gosh, you're the real Sting. And then him getting body slammed by Darby Allen. That was a, a really good moment that started off the, the rest of the match really good for me. It kicked it off Darby Allen with that outside dive. Then the other guy, he gets he comes flying off. Yes. John Moxley hits him with a DDT, and he looks like he had just been hit with something that affected his nerve system and his body. Yes. Uh, all the twitching and the, his face and just Made locked him very up. stiff. Yeah, locked up. And then Darby Allen comes off the top with a coffin drop. drop. Yep, coffin drop. And depends on one, two, three. We had to stop it. We had to rewind it. We had to have Ryder come in there and watch it. Now, we know Ryder's favorite superstars. We know Ashley. You like Abaddon. We know I like the Lucha Brothers. Let's think of some other ones that have really stood out to us. Anybody else you can think of that you that you really enjoy? Maybe some sleepers, you know. Of course, we enjoy Adam Page. We enjoy the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, all the top superstars. Is there anyone that's maybe not considered a top superstar that you're seeing that you're liking? I I, I like the um, guy from... The Acclaimed? I do like them. Max Caster? I could say that the, the guy drives that me crazy every time because it's so funny i love the, the so interaction unique. with the crowd and yeah. how they they come out every time it doesn't matter what it what they sing about what they do it is just amazing for me i think another guy i like is the guy in uh matt hardy's company i think oh. i like his persona and i like how he comes out i remember you mentioned this was it angelico the guy that dances yes and does the little move to get his love, jacket off. I love when he does the jacket move because it's just so, and he's so good because he, he stays in that character the whole time. And it really is uh, funny to me because I really like that as an entertainment kind of, you know, interacts and brings that comedy side to 
so it's not always so serious. Now, uh, we did speak about the ladies first. What did you think about that match last night? It, to me, it felt like, let's give the Bunny, let's give Layla Hirsch a reason to fight. Both of them were not considered before that a top-tier lady wrestler in the company, whether it's in the rankings or the win-loss record. It seemed to me it was, a, it was an all right match. Uh, the the battle of someone that's small but can actually wrestle against a taller opponent. And it's for the NWA championship. And then they brought the champion. I had never seen her before, but she looked pretty impressive. Yeah, that was a really impressive. I believe her, what is her name? Camille? I think I might have called her name as Camille or something like that. But she looked pretty impressive, pretty strong and tall. And then what I liked right afterwards is they went to a commercial, not a commercial, a an interview, and it had Jade Cargill, who is a favorite of ours as well. Yes. And it made us think, all right, these two, they they put that there for a reason, I think. They, these two are going to be clashing or or teaming up or whatever it may be. I guess be. either way, I, I think I would enjoy either way. I think if they were to clash, I'd be fine with that. But I think that would be a really good tag team for women. Especially with uh, both of their physiques. It seems like they're really into the working out. So I think that would be a really good thing for both of them to be as a tag team. Because that would be a dominant tag team for me. It's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty impressive. It'll be fun to see what happens there. I'm excited about uh, the women matches. Uh, we we got Chris Statlander. She's going to be going against Nyla Rose next week. They kind of teased that during that match. I like that. I like that little subtleness of, okay, they have a confrontation. Now yeah. they have a match. Every match, it seems on AEW, it's just not thrown there to have it. There's a purpose. There's a meaning. There's a reason. Well, it's kind of getting me back into actually enjoying the women's wrestling again part of it because for me, I used to really enjoy the back in the day how women wrestled and how the storylines with them. Yeah, I think you mentioned uh, before Trish Stratus, Lita days, yeah, China, yeah, Jackie, and I, I, I think now it's kind of reminding me back, and they're kind of bringing the women how I think they should be because more women would enjoy it. That kind of root on other women how they're kind of bringing them back into that front line. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're giving them uh, long matches, purpose. Uh, I like to see more join the groups. I know the Bunnies with the Matt Hardy group, uh, Chris Santlander's with the best friends, Vicky Guerrero. I think she wants to have an all woman. I think that group. would be awesome. So I, I really like it. It's, I mean, I'm enjoying that a lot as well. Now, what I'm thinking of is what does the future hold for uh, Bray Wyatt? I guess that's the million-dollar question. And the reason I bring that up is because the moment we heard Bray Wyatt had been released, we first thought of Abaddon. Yes. We first thought of Abaddon as a perfect person to be what he called was Sister Abigail. 
Yeah. And maybe he won't be able to use Sister Abigail. But Sister Abaddon is not too far off. And uh, that's even if Bray Wyatt even joins. But that was my first sight. It's funny. That's how good the, the women wrestling is. When Bray Wyatt's released, I'm not sitting there thinking of who he could fight that's a guy. I'm not sitting there thinking, who could he bring in as a group with himself? I first think of Abaddon because she's so cool. Yeah. I like her. I like Abaddon a lot. Stays in that character. Yeah. Uh, has that nice, scary look, the intimidation, but can also be funny. If you watch some of the blogs, especially the Sammy Guevara one, the interaction she had with Peter Avalon. Yes, that was. Oh my yeah, gosh, it had me crackling so bad. So Peter Avalon's there. He's saying he's got a new crush. It's the woman in red. And his friends, the wingmen, they're listing all these ladies off that have something to do with red. Red hair, or they, their name is like Red Velvet, or they have a red dress. But Whatever. when they panned over to her, yeah, it was that, Abaddon. Was, that was uh, priceless. So then the wingmen, being the term the wingmen, they go over there. They try to tell Abaddon that Peter Avalon likes her. And as they do it, she starts mucus of green comes out of her mouth and they're like oh <laughs> they go back over there and it was just funny so well the look that he had when they looked back was it was a funny it, moment yeah, the peace and love was yeah. Abaddon. it's great so it was funny but the thing is she stayed in character she didn't do anything else than what she always does but it was the context of when she did it yeah. that made it fun funny that's what you miss in wrestling the thing about wrestling is those subtle, funny moments where the person's still in character, but they set it up that that person doesn't have to change a thing. Yes. Uh, so I really enjoyed Abaddon. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here. We're going to click off. Uh, we're going to try to get Bryce in here to finish this off on our first episode. It's going pretty well so far, I think. I think so. I'm enjoying it. We have a lot of things planned. We had already made a video prior to this. This is our first time trying the two microphones out. We had one microphone, the first one we did. So when we release that one, you'll notice a big difference. And and we had a sick dog on there. And we could still hear in the background here. She's here. almost over it. She's almost over it. But here she comes. But uh, Yeah, so we're having a fun time. We're going to try to grab Bryce. See if we, there she is. There she is, coughing it up with her. Well, she's she's making her own little yep. spiel in here. She has she's a little sick. Write her letter in. She's she's like, you're doing a podcast. I want to join too. So it's a family podcast. You never know what's going to happen on the wrestling family talk show. Uh, we're gonna try to get Bryce in here, get his favorite wrestlers, his favorite moments of AEW. Then we'll wrap it up. We'll do some editing. There she is again, letting it out. Uh, post these things. Start a conversation. If not, we're going to continue to do this because it's fun. It's fun with the family. Yeah, I think it is. And now we're back with the Wrestling Family Talk Show. And I think we have Bryce here now. Yeah, we have our other son, Bryce. He's my, or I should say, our, why am I taking just sole custody of this child? I know. What's going on? Our here? wrestling guru, Bryce. Now, you enjoy AEW. Let us know. Let everybody know. 
who your favorite wrestlers are that are on AEW or in general, any other wrestler that you like from the past as well. What's uh, one of your favorite ones? Um, I like Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Lance Archer, um, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Orange Cassidy. Um, Are those some of the ones that you like from AEW right now? Yeah. Uh, what about any ones from the fa- uh, past? Who were some of your uh, favorite wrestlers that you've seen on TV or you always watch them on YouTube? Any favorites from back in the day? AJ Styles and Evan Bourne. AJ Styles and Evan Bourne. He still doesn't believe me when I tell him that Evan Bourne is Matt Seidel in AEW. He's all shocked. <laughs> he, I, I was, uh, we were playing WWE 2K19 the other day, and I'm downloading all these AEW wrestlers. I, I download Matt Seidel. He's like, where's Evan Bourne? I go, you're looking right at him. Yeah. But what did I have to do? I had to download an Evan Bourne because he just does not believe me that that's the same person. That just... Uh, let you know Matt, Matt Seidel changing up that character so well that people aren't recognizing that he was the Evan Bourne in WWE. He's not. He's not. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, AJ Styles. Now that, now that's a wrestler that if he went to AEW. He would be good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's been a favorite of mine for many years. Obviously, Bryce and likes Finn him. Balor. And Finn Balor. If those two went, they could team else? up with they could team up with um, Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yeah, form the form the Bullet Club yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of doing a tease with the Bullet Club. That'd be something if they got those wrestlers. But if not, there are plenty of other superstars that they're grabbing. Yeah, like Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy with Matt Hardy being yeah, that there. would be a favorite of mine. I really enjoyed the Hardy Boys when they were together. You have a uh, the rumor about Ric Flair makes you wonder about again, the women's division if Charlotte may join because I believe she's either married to or dating Andrade from what I believe. So if they get her dad, her her significant other, is she going over there? You know, Charlotte Flair. That'd be something else. You know, I think funny. Ric Flair would actually do really good in this uh environment oh i tell you what i would go crazy him if if rick flair comes jay lethal's got to come with him oh my gosh yes the funniest thing i've ever saw that was the greatest moment of tna's history yes that was hilarious i remember watching that with you the 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 we watched it like it had to be what over 10 years ago i think it yeah, might have yeah. been the woo off the, ba- the back the and woo-off. forth was <laughs> You cannot, you cannot say that you can't die laughing at that back and forth of wooing. Yeah, that's my line. <laughs> you know, I love that. Yeah, he, Jay Letha would do the Macho Man impersonation. I'm a big fan of Macho Man impersonations. Doing the thing, things like that. Yeah, freaking out a little bit. I always love that type of stuff. In fact, I bother my wife a lot. Walk around the house. Yes, he's uh, usually never serious, and so I can be asking him a question, and here he is 
with one of his uh, many wrestling personas or just wrestling personalities. And he comes out and answering me with the macho man, Randy Savage voice. Getting it done. Yeah. I'm freaking out over there. I see you. I see you sweating a little bit. Yes, you do. I, I just enjoy it. It's something I always enjoyed. Uh, speaking of two, two wrestlers that, and I'm, I'm probably not good at these impersonations, but I just enjoy doing the macho man voice. And when I was a child, I would always swivel my hips like ravishing Rick Rude. Yes. I've, I have seen this move as well. You've seen these moves because my kids have them. It, it's, it's funny. I didn't teach them it. I didn't tell them it, but the ravishing Rick Rude swivel runs through the veins because I They've do remember Bryce well. doing this yeah. after he had watched, I think, a YouTube video or some old wrestling videos and him coming in there and doing it to me, putting his hands behind his head and doing the... the yeah, the ravish and <laughs> Rick Reed. I don't like it. You don't like, it. you don't like that we're telling people that you did it is what you're not like. What's the price? No, yes, you did. Yeah. I remember. You came in there. Mm-hmm. Now, now he didn't do it. Of course you didn't. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah just and that's that's the thing about wrestling it it's incorporated into your life if you're a big fan it brings special moments out when i went as jeff hardy in the 2k19 i do his like dance you do the jeff hardy dance when you went in 2k19 that's the thing wrestling brings the the child out in you it makes you go back in time remember those memories and you never grow up when you're watching wrestling it's a big part of this family as well as many others. I like the old Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy better. Than you like the old Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy? Yeah. You're going to have to get closer to the mic if you want them to hear that, baby. I'll keep repeating it, but it'll, it'll sound like it's coming from me. Your, your ideas. The other day you helped me out on that other video giving me some good ideas. So you, We really enjoy watching the 80s wrestling, me and Bryce. I love him seeing the wrestling I grew up with. It was a simpler time. I would say it's the best decade of wrestling ever was the 80s. Best decade I, of wrestling, music. Music, toys, cartoons, the 80s. That's where it's at. Well, you see a lot of them coming back nowadays. Yeah. If yeah. And the thing about the wrestling, I, when, when I was born and I, I was watching it, I caught the tail end of the territory system. They used to say the, the different territories around the, the country. And I always tell Ashley, I go, if I was old enough back then, you would have seen me on every episode of Mid-South Wrestling, on World Class Championship Wrestling, just going back and forth, watching the Junkyard Dog and the Von Erics. That was a great time. Every region in the country had a had a company they could go to every week. And then, of course, we know the history. I don't need to go through it. I'll briefly mention, you know, Vince McMahon took over. He signed all the top wrestlers from all the territories and built his brand. But it's just never been the same. It's never been that family feeling. And I feel like AEW kind of brings that, that family feeling back, even though it's not a territory. It travels around. Yeah. But you can just tell when it goes into a into a city it's going to host an event it just has a different feeling to it it's not like you're going to a wrestling show you're not going to a tv show yeah you're going to an old school 
wrestling show. More interactive. And uh, I guess the only thing that, and I guess this could be, what did I say? Ron's rant. Yes. I'm going to go on a Ron's rant. I might do every episode. And since we bring it up, I didn't know what order I was going to go in on my rants. But the only thing, the only thing about AEW, but I, I have a solution in my head that makes it okay. The only thing that I, I'm like, ah, it's the moves. They do, I mean, they're spectacular moves. Don't get me wrong. Flipping over DDTs, tombstones off the top rope. To me, it's like, is everybody Superman? Or does nobody or anybody know how to complete the move? Because they never get finishes out of them. And our old, old wrestlers we grew up with, they would finish people. So the way I think in my head, instead of like going, oh, this is terrible, I, I, I talked about it as if it's like a mixed martial arts. Yeah. Jake the Snake Roberts is the master of the DDT. He's the black belt of the DDT. The Undertaker, he's the master of the Tombstone Piledriver, the black belt. And when you have other people doing it, that's not their signature move. It's just a regular move during the match. I convince myself that that person is at the white belt level of that move. That when they hit it, that person's kicking out getting a two and they're popping back up. They're not done. That's the only way that I can think, okay, to get, to get through those matches. Uh, like I was telling Ashley sounding like I, like I'm some wrestling guru, wrestling <laughs> know-it-all. I was like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Exactly. If it doesn't fit your character. If I'm, if I'm coming out as a cowboy that, and I'm not even thinking of Adam Page at this time, I'm kind of thinking of like a Dirty Dick Slater or someone like that, you know, coming out as a cowboy, a Dick Murdoch. Just think of them. If you know them, look them up. Now picture them coming out and then flipping over and doing these flipping DDTs or a moonsault. It just didn't match their character. They could yeah. have done it maybe. You know, maybe they had the ability to do those things. It, it'd, be, it'd be like Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out and doing a great mood of moonsault. You know, it just didn't match his character. He was yeah. boots, punches, the well, I think sometimes press. there's too many wrestlers today using all of the same moves, and it kind of doesn't um, separate them. Yeah, it doesn't stand out, and it, and it kind of makes you immune to the move. Yeah. I remember watching the great Muda do the moonsault. Thought it was the greatest thing I ever saw. Or even better, one of my favorites, Scotty Steiner with the Frankensteiner. Now everybody does, and they don't even call it the Frankensteiner. It's the Frankensteiner. Yeah. The Herna Karana. It's the Frankensteiner. And when he did it, it was awesome. And then, of course, the, the most recent one was about, what, 15 years ago? When Petey Williams in TNA was doing the Canadian Destroyer, which is the flipping pile driver. Now everybody does it as their second move in the match. And, it, you know, no matter what you do, it, it's, it's having that less impact. Like, I don't jump out of the seat like I would have had I not seen it over yeah. and over again. I told Ashley that by, in 10 years, they're going to have to fly over the ring in a helicopter. <laughs> Drop an elbow from the helicopter just to get a two count. The way, the rate that we're going with these moves, I mean, they're they're great. The people that do it, 
it's unbelievable that they can, but it's kind of lessening the impact as a fan. It has immune me to the moves. Like there's not many moves that you haven't seen already. Give me that shock factor of, Oh, wow. It's kind of like, okay, he just flipped over with a pile drive through a table onto 10 people. And I'm kind of like, and then everybody just pops up. I remember when Terry Funk put Ric Flair out for almost a year with a pile driver on the table that didn't even break. Yeah. So they built that up like a career in and now I would think you even move do those moves and in, in someone's career, you know, something like that. But I mean, that's my only, I guess my rant, my complaint, but I had a workaround because I've always been a person. If you have an issue with something, don't just whine about it. Bring a solution, an idea to fix it before you say something about it. And I did, I said, you know what, in my head, the individuals that are performing these moves are not at the black belt level of the DDT of the tombstone pile driver as Jake, the snake Roberts and the undertaker. And that's why they're only getting two counts or not even going for a cover after hitting those iconic finishing maneuvers. And that's the end of my rant. I don't want it to take over the podcast. There's enough, there's enough of that going around anyway. So, all right, now back to positivity. We had Bryce on. We had Ryder on. It feels good doing this. It uh, does. It's a fun thing. I've always sat here and had all these thoughts about wrestling. We would watch wrestling. And then we would have and these I have conversations. Heard them all. We've had these conversations. And then I finally said, you let's know what? Do it. Let's record it just for ourselves, just for the kids to have uh, down the line. So remember, hey, remember when we had that podcast and they're just going to get older and give more. They're not going to run off like Bryce did. He said his piece and he ran off. You know, they might get, well, if we continue this. Of kids nowadays. You know, if, we, if we continue this, maybe, you know, who knows how long we're going to do this. But they get older. They sit around a lot longer. They, they start leading the charge. And it's a great exercise to, to speak into exactly. a microphone. You know, nice exercise. Get, get comfortable. You never know when, you, when you're going to need it, getting mm-hmm. comfortable talking to individuals. But we appreciate any listeners out there that may have listened to this. If you want to join the conversation, comment below. Let me know any ideas that you have about wrestling, anything you liked or disliked about the podcast or ideas. We're up for anything. That's a, that's up for a conversation. Nice conversation. But we appreciate you all listening to the, the Wrestling, wrestling family, family Talk Show. show. And we will hopefully see you next time. Bye-bye.